Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Welcome to the Quick and Dirty Tips to Slim Down and Shape Up. I'm Brock Armstrong. I'm the Get Fit Guy. And this is part two of the best and most interesting ways that you can test and quantify your fitness level. In part one, which I suggest you go back and listen to before you listen to the rest of this one, we discovered that occasionally we fit folks need more than a bathroom scale to show us where we're at in our athletic endeavors, and that often means that we need to do some sort of fitness test. We also looked at what makes a test useful and reliable while we examined several fitness tests that ranged from the Canadian Forces to the Navy SEALs to a lab VO2 max test and to the grueling Seattle Fire Department's candidate physical ability test. Now in part two, I'm going to continue the examination of a few other fitness tests, but I'm also going to reveal what I think is the best and most useful test for those of us who are interested in being awesome in all areas of life. All right, let's dive back into the examination with a simple one that's called the vertical jump test. This test is used specifically to determine your leg muscle strength, and it's another one of the tests that you can easily do at home. This test is sometimes called the vertical leap test or the sergeant jump, and that's because it was named after the physical educator Dudley Sargent. Now, to perform the test, you attempt to reach the highest point on a wall by jumping straight up in the air with your arm reaching over your head. Yep, that's all. You can have a few tries and then either take the average of those tries or choose the highest jump. It's up to you. Once you can actually touch the ceiling, I guess you have to, I don't know, move to a bigger house. But, you know, I'm a white guy and everyone knows that we can't jump. So what do I know? Now, big caveat here. I include these next two tests with a bit of reluctance. Obviously, anyone who's trying out for something like the NFL or the NBA has to be scouted for some very specific gifts and abilities in each of the sports before they'd even be asked to do these fitness tests. So let's take these ones with a bucket of Gatorade. Let's first look at the NFL football test. All NFL football players must complete a 40-yard dash for time, which means they time how fast you complete it, a 20-yard short shuttle run twice, again for time, a vertical jump, just like we talked about, and a 225-pound bench press with maximum reps, meaning that they count how many you can do before failure. And of course, you must also be really, really good at football. 
Okay, let's look at the NBA basketball fitness test now. NBA basketball players must complete no step vertical jump, which is when you jump as high as you can from standing still, a maximum vertical jump where there's some steps allowed, a 185 pound bench press for maximum reps. Again, they measure how many you can do before your arms give out and your eyes bulge and a three quarter court sprint. And of course, just like the NFL, you also have to be very, very good at your sport. Okay, let's move on to the Harvard step test. Yes, we are going directly from the physically elite to the scholarly elite. Now, just like the Bruce test, which you might remember from part one of this series, this one is also a test for cardiovascular function, and it is pretty darn simple. All that is required is a 12 to 20 inch high bench or box that will bear your weight, a metronome, and a stopwatch, or an app that functions like a stopwatch. The person being tested simply steps up and down on the platform at a steady pace for five minutes. The rate of 30 steps per minute must be maintained for five minutes or until exhaustion. To ensure that the subject is stepping at 30 steps per minute, the subject must step in sync with the metronome. Then, after five minutes is over, the subject immediately sits down on completion of the test and the heartbeats are counted for 1 to 1.5, 2 to 2.5, and 3 to 3.5 minutes. The score is determined using a fancy equation of 100 times test duration in seconds divided by two times the sum of the heartbeats in the recovery periods. Okay, to make it a little more clear, here's an example. If the total test time was 300 seconds, which is the entire five minutes, and if the number of heartbeats between 1 and 1.5 minutes was 90, between 2 and 2.5 minutes was 80, and between 3 and 3.5 was 70, then the score would be 100 times 300, divided by 240 times 2, which would equal 62.5, which would incidentally give you a below average rating on this test, because the rating score goes like this. Excellent is greater than 96. Good is between 83 and 96. Average is 68 to 82. And below average is 54 to 67. And then poor is less than 54. Obviously, this is great for measuring cardiovascular conditioning and perhaps one's ability to do something really dull like step up and down on a box for five minutes, but it should also be noted that correlation of this test to a real VO2 max test has been reported as being between 0.6 to 0.8 in studies, which is pretty cool. Okay, our next fitness test is the CrossFit Baseline WAD. Now, when I first started my CrossFit adventure, and you may remember that from a podcast a few weeks ago, I was asked by my instructor to set a baseline. This is often used to judge your progress and to assign you to a similar group, or perhaps even help you choose a modified version of the WOD, which is the workout of the day. Now, many CrossFitters have their baseline numbers memorized and are happy to blurt out how far they've come since those days. Now, I may seem like I'm mocking them, but I actually think this is an excellent idea. We could all do with a little more quantification in our workout strategies. So how do you set a CrossFit baseline? Well, for time, you do a 500 meter row on a rowing machine, 
40 body weight squats to full depth with your hip crease below your knees, 30 sit-ups, starting with your shoulders touching the ground and ending sitting straight up, 20 push-ups, chest to floor to fully extended arms, and 10 pull-ups with your chin above the bar to full arm extension. Okay, you got it? Now, here's how CrossFit interprets those times for both men and women. For men to be elite, they need to do it in 3 minutes and 45 seconds. And for women, it's 4 minutes and 40 seconds. To be a pro, you have to do it in 4 minutes and 30 seconds for men and 5 minutes and 35 seconds for women. To be an expert, you have to do it in 5.15 for men and 6.30 for women. And that's all I'm going to list in this podcast. If you want to see more, make sure to go to getfitguy.quickanddirtytips.com and look for episode 356 to see the entire breakdown. Now, I really like this one, not just because it's a great way to measure your progress, but because it tests a variety of movements and it does its due diligence in stipulating good form in its criteria. Now this next test is an interesting one. It's called Maximum Aerobic Function, or MAF. A fellow named Dr. Phil Maffetone came up with the MAF formula and the MAF test, and it's pretty darn simple. You find a fixed course, a track, or a measured path, and you put on a heart rate monitor. Then you start jogging or running until you reach 75% of your maximum heart rate, which Dr. Maffetone calculates as 180 minus your age. Then you run for 3 miles while maintaining that heart rate. Monitor your heart rate and adjust your speed accordingly to keep your heart rate at 75%. And for, say, a 30-year-old, that would be 150 beats per minute. The time it takes you to run each of those miles is your math number, and that's the number to beat. During any math test, your times should always get slower. The first mile should always be the fastest, and the last should be the slowest. If that's not the case, it means that you probably didn't warm up thoroughly enough. Performing the math test on a bike or in a pool is also possible. For the bike, you pick a course that initially takes about 30 minutes to complete. Following a warm-up, ride at your maximum aerobic heart rate, again, that's 180 minus your age, and record exactly how long it takes to ride the test course. And the same sort of idea in the pool. Improving your time on the math test indicates that you are becoming efficient at a low or aerobic intensity, which often correlates with the ability to race faster at higher intensities. You can perform this math test regularly throughout the year and chart your results. Dr. Maffetone himself recommends doing the test every month, but no sooner or you run the risk of becoming obsessed. Alright, this next one is a strange one, but it's also pretty fascinating, so stick with me here. It's called the Sitting-Rising Test. In a study published in the European Journal of Cardiology, Dr. Claudio had more than 2,000 patients between the ages of 51 to 80 take a Sitting-Rising Test. Now, Dr. Claudio found that people who scored fewer than 8 points on the test were twice as likely to die within the next 6 years compared with those who scored higher. How do you perform this test? Well, you just simply sit down on the floor and then get back up. The catch? You must use as little assistance from your hands, your knees, or other body parts as possible. 
For each body part that gets involved in the process, you lose one point from a possible score of 10. Let's say you put one hand on the floor to support your sit-down. Then you use a knee and a hand to help you get up. Well, you are docked three points for a score of seven. For each unit increase in the SRT score, participants gained a 21% improvement in their survival. Specifically, those who scored 0 to 3 were 6.5 times more likely to die during the six-year-long study than those who scored 8 to 10 points. Now, those who scored 3.5 to 5.5 were 3.8 times more likely to die, and those who scored 6 to 7.5 were a mere 1.8 times more likely to die. Now, I don't want you all to get focused on dying, but it's an interesting test. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Okay, it's that time. My own test. Now, as I was researching all of these different tests for these last two podcasts, I got to thinking that I might just need to make my own Get Fit Guy fitness test that meets all of the criteria that I think are important. But then I remembered a friend and former boss and mentor of mine named Mark Sisson, and he created a great test that I really like. And not being someone who really likes to completely reinvent the wheel, well, this is it, with a few of my additions and modifications added in for good measure. We'll call it an unsanctioned collaboration, and I'm going to name it the Primal Fit Guy Fitness Challenge. Okay, this is how you do it. Grab a stopwatch and load this webpage up on a browser or your phone or maybe even print it off so you can easily see the order and the number of reps for each exercise. The numbers at the beginning of each exercise are the number of reps that you should do in order from beginner to intermediate to advanced. Now, if you're unsure of where you should start, I'd suggest trying the intermediate and see how you do. Okay, start your watch and dive into the following sequence with no breaks between the exercises. First is your push-ups. You can do 10, 20, or 30 depending on whether you're beginner, intermediate, or advanced. Now be sure your body is in a straight line plank position at all times. Lower your chest all the way to the ground for each rep. 
Now the second exercise is squat jumps, and you can do 20, 30, or 40 depending on your level. Take off and land with both feet together. Strive for both height and length. Make sure you land in balance on the balls of your feet to prevent jarring your lower back. And yes, it is okay to swing your arms on the takeoff to create some momentum. Then move on to the next exercise, which is walking lunges. You can do 20, 30, or 40 meters of those. For this, you take slow, exaggerated steps where your rear knee lowers almost to the ground on each step. Your front knee must bend to form at least a 90 degree angle between your upper and lower leg. And you can again pump your arms on each step in an exaggerated manner to help maintain balance. Now the next exercise is mountain climbers and you do 10, 20, or 30 of these. Assume a plank position, keeping your arms locked. Drive your right knee forward to touch your right elbow, then return your leg quickly to the plank position. Repeat it with your left knee to your left elbow. Allow your head to rock forward slightly and compress your abdominals on each one of the reps. A completed right and left leg cycle equals one climb. Advanced users can also throw in a dip down, kind of like a push-up, while you're driving your leg forward if you really want to. Then move on to the next exercise, which is bench dips, and you do 20, 40, or 60 of these. So standing in front of a bench, facing away from it, reach behind with straight arms and grasp the front edge of the bench. Dip down, bending your elbows so they go to 90 degrees, dropping your butt in front of and below the bench. Then return to the extended arm position. Relax your feet and your legs and let them just go along for the ride, making sure that your arms apply all of the force. Now the next exercise is a sprint out and bear crawl back. In this exercise, you make two rounds out to and back from some landmark or another. And you do this for 20, 30, or 40 meters for a total of four lengths. So you sprint in one direction and then you bear crawl back. Now, if you've never done a bear crawl before, what you want to do is get down on all fours, you keep your back straight with your butt only slightly raised, and you proceed to crawl with only your hands and your toes touching the ground. And when you reach the start or the finish line again, you stand up and you sprint like crazy out to your landmark and then get down onto all fours and bear crawl back to the finish line. Now, the next exercise is pull-ups, and I suggest you do 3, 7, or 12 of these. Your choice of overhand or underhand or neutral grip. Come to full extension at the bottom and make sure your chin goes over the bar on every single rep. Now the next exercise is chair squats and you do this for 20, 40, or 60 reps. Standing in front of a bench, sit down until your butt barely touches the bench. Then immediately stand back up. Repeat this movement and accumulate your total as fast as possible and you can pump your arms on each rep for momentum. Now the next one is burpees. Do 15, 30, or 45 of these. Begin at the bottom of your burpee with your chest touching the ground and your body and legs straight and parallel to the ground. At the top of the burpee, your hips hit a fully extended position and your body and legs are straight and perpendicular to the ground. To finish the burpee, your feet must leave the ground with your hands reaching up in the air. Yeah, you guessed it, like you just don't care. And the final step is a full sprint for 20, 30, or 40 meters. 
And this one's pretty straightforward. You just run hard. And I know you're tired, but this is the last one, so give her. Then stop the timer and write down your time. This is now your number to beat. All right, I feel pretty good about this one. I have nothing more I can add to that at this time. In terms of measuring what I would consider to be, in quotation marks, fit, and you can go check out the podcast that I did called What Does the Word Fitness Really Mean to find out more about that, but this test pretty much has it covered. Plus, it's something that you can do on your own, for free, whenever you like, and it totally does count as your workout of the day. All right, one final word on reliability. Please note, before you do any of these tests, make sure that you do a few things, like take a good rest and recovery day before. Also, try to do subsequent tests under the same conditions, or at least as close as possible. This means you need to make some notes on what the weather was like, what you ate, what your hydration was leading up to test day, and perhaps even how well you slept, so it's easier to recreate and be as consistent and reliable as possible. Otherwise, you will not get what we're looking for, which is a valid and reliable result. Now, having talked about this for two episodes in a row, you're probably wondering, why would you do this? Well, first, having an initial testing session when you start a new program can give you an idea of where your fitness level is at, so future testing can be compared to this and changes can be quantified. Second, as I mentioned in the CrossFit test, a baseline can be especially important if you're embarking on a new training regimen. Having this insight into your own fitness level can also help you avoid injury from the good old too much too soon situation. Now for added fun and excitement and data, you can repeat these tests at regular intervals to get a better idea of how effective your training program really is. The time between tests will depend on what test you choose, your availability, and of course, for some of these tests, the cost involved. A VO2 max test, for example, can be pretty costly. It can cost about $200 a pop. Depending on these factors, the periods between tests may range from two weeks to six months. Now, keep in mind that it usually takes a minimum of four to six weeks to see a measurable change in any aspect of fitness, so don't rush it. Now, for me, one of the best parts of regular testing like this is the incentive and the motivation to improve as you strive for a better and better test score. Knowing that you will be tested again can be a huge motivating factor, especially on those days when you really would rather stay in bed than hit those hills. If you're looking for more information on fitness tests, head over to facebook.com getfitguy. Or if you noticed some mistakes I made like I did in part one, you can go to twitter.com getfitguy or just head over to getfitguy.quickanddirtytips.com and leave me a message at episode 356. Now, I'm Brock Armstrong, the Get Fit Guy, asking you, what are you waiting for? Go test your fitness. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. 
Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.